0: So they were not able. Who? The Ya'juj and Ma'juj. Once the wall was built, the Ya'juj and Ma'juj were not able and that they pass over it. يظهرو zahara, And zahara is to become visible, but it also means to overcome something. So they were not able to climb over it. This wall that Zulqarnain built Jude and Jude were not able to climb over it. Why? First of all, because of its height. It's extremely high. Secondly, you can imagine the surface of this wall. How would it be? Extremely slippery and smooth. If you're rock climbing, if you're mountain climbing, whatever tools you have, you can somehow manage to stick them onto the wall and then you can go over, you can climb over or at least it's grippy That your feet can stand firm against the wall But we see that this wall is made of The surfaces of copper How can your feet stand over there How can you bolt anything on it It's impossible So فَمَا أَن يَظْهَرُوهُ وَمَا And nor were they capable له for it, for this wall نَقُبًا Any penetration نَقُب is from the root letters Nun قَافْبًا and naqaba is to pierce, to bore through, to make a hole through something. So they were not able to climb over it. And secondly, they were also not capable to make a hole through it in order to come out to the rest of the world and create facade. So we see that through this wall, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enabled Al-Qarnayn to not just save the people of that time, but also for the later generations. This was Zul Qarnain's Baqiyatus salihat that the lasting good deeds, the good deeds that endure, that continue to increase even when a person has gone. This is the kind of sadakah that he left. That if we are saved from fasad of the Judah and Maghdud today, it's because of the barrier that Zul Qarnain built. Because you imagine their huge numbers and imagine the kind of fasad that they create. So because of this barrier. He has done ihsan upon all of us. Now I want you to notice something. The words ista'u and istata'u. Don't they mean the same thing? Don't they? Istata'u, istata'u, same translation. Isn't it so? However, there is a difference in the words. First is without a ta. And the second is with a ta. As I mentioned to you earlier, that less letters show Less effort, less work And more letters show More effort, more work So if you compare the two actions Climbing over something And making a hole through something What's easier? What's easier? Climbing over And making a hole through something Is difficult So for climbing over istau has been used And for making a hole استطاع has been used Now what was the reaction of ذُرْقَرْنَيْن؟ when he made this structure And he was so successful In executing his plan When he accomplished such a huge task What was his reaction? qala He said هَذَا مِنْ This is from the mercy of my Lord This is not from my power And my ability And my wisdom And my knowledge And my technology And my understanding No This is from the rahma of Allah what did we learn earlier Say Masha Allah la quwwata illa billah There is no قوة except with Allah So this is not out of my own power this is because of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And also this wall is irahma How a blessing for the people that it is going to save them from the evil of Yajuj and Majuj And look at his humility Imagine if you've made something as strong As this wall What will you think? Nobody can destroy it Nobody can harm it Nobody can do anything to it But look at Zulqarnain. What does he say? فَإِذَا جَاءَ وعد But when the promise of my Lord will come Meaning the day of judgment What's going to happen? جَعَلَهُ He's going to make it into powder He's going to level it Just look at his humility When I was reflecting on this I remembered That when the people Made the Titanic They said Not even God Can destroy this Why? Because it's so strong It's so powerful We've put in All of our effort All of our energy Everything into making this ship Not even God Can destroy it But we see over here That Dhul Qarnayn says Yes this wall is huge First of all It's from the mercy of my Lord It's not my own accomplishment And secondly Whenever my Lord wills He can finish it he can destroy it. Look at how focused he was on the akhirah. Look at how focused he was. That yes, no matter what I've done, eventually it's going to finish. So what's the pride about? Why be proud over it? The word dakka is from the root letters dal kaf Dak. And dak is to demolish something, to crush it to powder, to level it, to flatten it. So he's going to flatten this wall. It's not permanent. And he says, وَكَانَ وَعْدُ رَبِّي And the promise of my Lord is ever Hakka It is true The day of judgment, it is definitely going to happen It's definitely going to occur There is absolutely no doubt about it So we see that The righteous servants of Allah They do not attribute their accomplishments To themselves If they ever achieve anything If they're ever able to accomplish something Who do they give the credit to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because if you think of it who gave you the ability who gave you the mind who gave you the ability to plan to execute that plan successfully Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is from the bounty of Allah this is from the mercy of Allah acknowledge it and we see that Sulaiman a.s. as well when he realized the blessings that he had when he was able to understand the speech of the ant what did he say? He smiled and he laughed. That, oh Allah, give me the ability to be grateful for this blessing that you've given me. That this is not out of my own power that I've been able to understand the speech of the ants. No. It's because you gave me the ability. So give me the ability to also thank you for it. This is the sign of a servant. Who acknowledges the favors of Allah? Who is a grateful servant? Who is a humble servant? That every time he accomplishes something, he says, this is from the bounty of Allah. in This is from the blessings of Allah. kunna laula an That we would not have been able to obtain guidance had Allah not have guided us. This is only from the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We we'll listen to the recitation and then some discussion on.
1: Ya and majud يَأْجُوجُ وَمَأْجُوجُ مُفْسِدُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَهَلْ نَجْعَلُ لَكَ خَرْجًا فَهَلْ نَجْعَلُ لَكَ خَرْجًا عَلَى أَنْ تَجْعَلَ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمْ سَدًّا قَالَ مَا مَكَّنِّي فِيهِ رَبِّي خَيْرٌ فَأَعِينِ قُوَّةٌ أَجْعَلُ بَيْنَكُمْ وَبَيْنَهُمْ رَدْمًا آتُونِي زُبُرَ الْحَدِيدِ حَتَّى إِذَا سَاوَى بَيْنَ الصَّدَفَيْنِ طَالًا فُخُّوهُ حَتَّى إِذَا جَعَلَهُ نَارًا قَالَ آتُونِي استطاع ان يظهر له نقبا قال هذا رحمه من ربي فاذا جاء وعد ربي جعله دكا وكان وعد ربي حقا
0: If you look at it generally, why do people conquer lands? Over the course of history, all of these empires that have grown, why? What's the objective behind that? They want power over everybody, everything, what else? To be remembered, to acquire wealth, to manipulate other people's resources, to get a hold of them. But we see that Zul Qarnain, he is conquering, he is going from one place to the other. But we don't see him manipulating the lands of people, their resources, their wealth. No. To the point that even when they offer him, we'll give you the money. Do this work for us. We'll give you some expenditure, some tax. We'll collect it for you. He says, no. Keep it with you. I don't need it. I have enough. Whatever Allah has given me, that's much better for me. So we see that the reason behind his conquests was not to just expand his empire. It was not merely to gain more wealth. It was to help people, to benefit people. And remember the first expedition where he met a people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, it's up to you, you can punish, and you can also be good. So what did he say? I will only punish those who do zulm. And as for those who believe and do righteousness, I will treat them well. I will say good words to them. So his mission was also to spread the word of Allah to make people know about who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is this was his mission we see that he had a mission he had a plan and he kept on going he used all of his resources he never wasted a moment and he kept on going and this surah we are told to recite every Friday why? so that we can take this important lesson That we are here in this dunya Not to enjoy Not to have fun But we are here to work And this is the work That we should be doing as well If you notice every place that he went The weakness of those people has been mentioned That They were so poor So weak So backward They didn't even have clothes Or they had nothing to save themselves From the heat of the sun And other people They were unable to express themselves Look at how weak the people were. But look at how kind and just he was. That he benefited the people. He didn't manipulate them. We see that his yaqeen, his belief in the hereafter, is what kept him focused on his mission. And we see that people, when they don't have a proper belief in the hereafter, then they get lost in this dunya. When dunya comes before them, when power and wealth comes before them, they lose themselves even. We see that Dhul Qarnayn, he had so many resources, he was so powerful, that when he came across a people who were not able to express themselves, who were not able to understand any word, he managed to communicate with them. And today, if we come across some person who doesn't understand English, who speaks another language, we don't know how to do to them. Once I remember my husband's grandmother, she was walking in the street, and uh, this car drove by and they stopped and they asked her, do you speak Hindi or do you speak Urdu? And she said, I speak Urdu. So then they gave her a book which was about Christianity. And uh, it was all in Urdu. All in Urdu. I was amazed. They had different materials in so many different languages. If we come across some verse, we don't even know what to give in English. Isn't it? We don't even know what to give in English. There is nothing. Hardly anything. And he never took credit for The work that he did, he always attributed it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when a person remains like this, only then he can stay humble. We see that he put the people to work and this was, in a way, well-wishing for them. He made them work. He made them help themselves. We think, uh, you know, if we just give money to someone, they should be able to take care of themselves. But that's only a one-time help. If we help them become established, then that's much better. Now, the last ayah where we see that حقا, This promise has been understood as first of all, day of judgment. And secondly, it has also been said that this promise refers to when the Ya'juj and Ma'juj will be allowed to come across the barrier. And that barrier will then be destroyed. We learn from a hadith that is in Ibn Majah that the Prophet wasallam said, Ya'juj and Ma'juj are digging every day Through what? Through this wall, through this barrier Until they can almost see sunlight They can almost see light Coming through this barrier Then the one who is in charge of them He says, go back We will dig again tomorrow But what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restores the barrier And He makes it stronger than it was And this will continue until the appointed time. And the appointed time is when? Near the Day of Judgment, closer to the end of time. When Allah wishes to send them against the people, they will dig until they can almost see sunlight. Then the one who is in charge of them will say, Go back, we will dig again tomorrow, inshaAllah. This time he will say, inshaAllah. So when they come back the next day, they will find it as they left it. So they will dig their way out and emerge to attack the people. We learn from another hadith, Imam Ahmad has recorded, that Zainab bint Jahsh, the wife of the Prophet ﷺ, she said, the Prophet ﷺ woke from sleep one day, and he was red in the face. And he said, La ilaha illallah, There is no God but Allah. War to the Arabs from the evil that has approached them. Today a hole has been opened In the barrier of Ya'juj and Ma'juj Like this And he made a circle with his index finger and thumb And Zainab رضي الله said That O oh Allah's messenger Will we be destroyed even though There will be righteous people amongst us He said idha إذا كثر الخبز Yes if evil increases Even though there may be a lot of righteous people At that time If evil has increased Yes you will also suffer so when is this time exactly when the Ya'jood and Ma'juj will appear? When they will come? This is going to be near the end of time. After the Dajjal. When the Dajjal has been killed by Isa a.s. Isa salaam will be there and then the Ya'jood and Ma'juj will be released. In Suratul Al-Anbiya, Ayah number 96 and 97, we learn حَتَّى إِذَا فُتِحَتْ يَأْجُوجُ وَهُمْ مِّن كُلِّ يَنْسِلُونَ Until when the dam of Yajud and Majud has been opened and they from every elevation descend. وَقُتَرَبَ الْوَعْدُ الْحَقِّ And when the true promise has approached. So it will be when? Closer to the Day of Judgment. We learn that the Yajud and Majud, when they will come out of this barrier, when they will be able to go through it, they will come pouring out from every high place from every mound, from every dune, from every building, anything that you can think is high, you will see uh, Juj pouring down from there. What does it show? Their numbers. And how quickly they will spread. How many they are going to be. And how quickly they are going to spread all over the earth. And the first of them will pass by the lake of Tabariya, which is in Palestine. And they will drink it all up. Imagine the judge coming out and as they are sweeping through the entire earth they will pass by this lake and they will drink it all up. The first of them. And the last of them will pass by and they will say there was water here once. So just imagine that before the whole group of them will be able to pass by that lake even that lake will be finished. They will drink it all up. This is how quickly they will consume they will completely destroy and finish all the resources of the earth. And Isa a.s. and his companions, they will be besieged in Mount Tur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell them, Go and take my companions to Mount Tur, and they will be safe over there. And the rest of the people what will they do? They will hide themselves in their fortresses in order to be saved from the Yajuj and Majuj. And the companions of Isa a.s., they will be so hard pressed that the head of a bull would be dearer to any of them than one hundred dinar is to any of you today. That they'll be so hungry So desperate With so little That they will desire Even the head of a bull That they could eat And that will be more precious to them Than a hundred dinar is to you today So they will pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For the destruction of Ya'jood and Ma'jud. So Allah will send upon them A worm in their necks How will they be destroyed? With a worm that is going to produce In their necks So you can say some kind of infection Allahu a'lam what exactly it's going to be but this is going to spread very quickly amongst the Juj and Majuj, And in the morning, they will all perish as one. That not even one of them will be alive then. And Isa salam and his companions will come out and they will not find even one handspan of the earth not filled with their stench. That imagine all over the earth, you will see just dead bodies of who? Juj and Ma'jooj. So many of them. And the earth is going to smell... Because of their corpses And Isa And his companions They will pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again Because just imagine If the earth is filled with such corpses What's going to happen? So Allah will send birds That will have necks Like those of bakht camels And these are camels with very long necks And this is not difficult for Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Tayran ababil On who? On Abraha and his army. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can send any kind of junood. Because وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّا He has many junood. So he will send such birds and these birds will pick the bodies of the Ya'juj and Ma'juj and they will take them to wherever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command them. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send rain. And this rain is not going to leave any house or any tent or anything on this earth untouched. That it's going to wash every single thing until the earth will be like a mirror. That it will be so clean. Every part of the earth is going to be so clean. And this hadith is narrated in Muslim. Now we see that the numbers of Ya'juj and Ma'juj, there are so many. And this is the reason why no one will be able to stand against them. They are savage tribes. And there are so many of them that people will not be able to stand up against them. That even Isa ﷺ and the believers, they will retreat, they will hide because of their huge numbers. And another hadith, which is in Tirmidhi, it tells us that the Muslims, they will light fire from the weapons of Yajuj and Majuj for the next seven years. Just imagine the bows and arrows are the weapons that Yajuj and Majuj will have. There are so many that the Muslims are going to light fire from them. They're going to use them as firewood for how long? For the next seven years. So just imagine how many these people will be. Another hadith tells us that the Juj and Ma'juj, when they will come out, what will they do? They will dry up all of the water of the earth by drinking it up because of their great numbers. And the people will seek to protect themselves from them in their fortresses. And the Ya'jud and Ma'jud will fire their arrows into the sky. And the arrows will come down covered in blood as a test for them. So they will say, We have defeated the people of the earth and we have also gained the upper hand over the people of the heavens. So this is what they're going to think in their arrogance. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to finish all of them. So we see that Ya'jud and Ma'jood they're going to be one of the biggest signs of the approach of the Day of Judgment. And after them, what's going to happen? The earth is going to become completely clean. And then Isa salam is going to lead the people. He's going to establish the truth. And then Islam will prevail for some time. And then eventually, it will be eradicated from the surface of the earth. And then very soon, the Day of Judgment will occur. And the sun rising from the west, that's one of the last things to occur. Because after that, no tawbah is going to be accepted. But we see that Isa, when he will come, then there are people who are going to believe in him.
2: Recitation of these ayat. <laughs> قال ما مكنني فيه ربي خير فأعينوني بقوة أجعل بينكم وبينهم رَدْمَا ما أتوني زبر الحديد حتى إذا ساوى بين الصدفين قال فخو حتى إذا جعله ناراً قال أتوني أفرق عليه طيّرًا فمستطع أي يظهره ومستطع له نقباً قال هذا رحمة من ربي فإذا جاء وعد ربي جعله دكاً وكان وعد ربي حق.
0: Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, nashadu ala ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa wa barakatuhu.